everybody. I'm uh, Jake. I'm Nick. And uh, this is a new podcast called The Nest. Um, the main premise of the podcast is that each week, uh, me and my friend Nick are going to go to the liquor store and we're going to pick out a six pack of beer. Along uh, the ride of the show, we're going to finish this beer and then at the end, we're going to give a nice, honest beer review. No fluff. If it's good or not, recommend it. Yeah, and uh, along the way, Leading up to the review that I, or everyone's waiting for, um, we're going to you know just talk about different topics, things that we've maybe seen through the week, news articles, uh, things on Twitter, uh, what we what we think about them, and we're just gonna have one person bring those topics each week. Uh, other person's not gonna know them, and we're gonna go from there. Yeah, and uh, Nick picked up the topics this week, so I'm gonna let him go ahead and introduce our first talking point. Yeah, I think one one thing that really, you know, kind of kind of off the wall topic here, but Christmas through the ages. What what did Christmas mean 10 years ago, 15 years ago uh, when we were young uh, versus versus now? What are kids getting for gifts? We I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, personally, I can't tell if it's just myself getting older, but certainly the things that I've been asking for are not as exciting as the things that I have as a kid. Like I know I'm not watching too much uh, daytime television, but I remember always around the holidays, you'd see the toy releases, you'd get the Christmas catalogs, and I'd be uh, circling stuff in the Target catalog, for example, that I want my mom to get me. Uh, do, are kids still doing that, or is it all video games and, and stuff? I mean, to be honest with you, I don't even know, do they send Target catalogs anymore? Like, is there that paper, you know? Thing for kids to I mean, serve. we are moving towards a paperless society, yeah, so it might true. be nice if uh, Target were cutting down on their consumption. Yeah, after just, all, <laughs> it, it, even is that is that what kids are asking for these days? Do they, you know, seven year old, is it? Hey, I want these toys, or is it? You know, I want this iPad app, or mom, buy me uh, credits for iTunes. Yeah, I can't even imagine what. I mean, when when did you get your first phone? I think I got my first phone and. I'd say eighth grade, one of those little, you know, slide out. Yeah, did you have the, did you have the razor? Do you ever have the razor? I didn't have the razor, no. My parents did, and I'd use it all the time. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. Games. I can't yeah. imagine, though. I don't remember when I first got an iPhone, but I think, I could be wrong in this, but I think the iPad Touch came out well before the iPhone, and I remember the iPod Touch was really popular, and that was uh, the source of, like, apps on a phone. Yeah, I don't know if that was like the first time that apps were invented, but I can't even imagine navigating life with uh, the the modern technologies of today as yeah, a child. Yeah, yeah. Kid, you have a phone at, what, four or five years old now? Is that so? Is it that yet? I don't know. It's, <laughs> Can four-year-olds you know, even I, talk? I don't it, know. I it could be, know. It could be a little bit older than four or five. I'd say by eight, you know, I'm sure they're at least thinking about getting their kid a phone. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Parents think of it as a safety precaution. I mean, think about it back in the old days. You just leave your house out into the darkness. Yeah, mom, like, I'm home for dinner later. Yeah. Be safe. Yeah, now you yeah. can track your fucking kid and stuff. That's just absurd to me. Find my iPhone. Find yeah, my eight-year-old. Really, <laughs> really opened up a avenue for parents to be yeah. a little more helicoptery on the. But to, to segue back to go, growing up with a phone, I, it's really crazy to me. I look at my sister, and she is a... My youngest of two sisters is a freshman in high school, and I look at her Snapchat, and it's like fucking 40 messages, and like you can see the streak icons, yeah. like a hundred days. Um, it's a big thing now. It's like, you know, how many days can we get a streak, and it's all these like 15-year-olds that probably haven't talked to each other in five days. That's what the craziest days, part you know. is to me. Like, 
I some of my best friends from high school. I won't even text them for months, but then when I come home for break or if I want to visit them, I'll shoot them a text, and they'll always be thrilled to see me. And I just think it's so crazy that the vast majority of the communication is happening over this platform that kind of I don't want to say promotes meaningless communication, but it's certainly easier to just no, say. Yeah, I mean, imagine if your sister, you know, hadn't talked to one of her friends and three months and it comes back first thing they'd probably be is like what, no streak what yeah the <laughs> are yeah. we friends anymore i don't know man it's just a, a crazy world out there anyway what, what are you asking for for christmas this year are you asking anything i, I don't know if uh, christmas is done for me for my parents yeah like, actually yeah, that's a funny story i was with my mom at dinner a few weeks ago and i asked her that question i'm like what what age do I stop getting presents? You know, like not maybe you give me one or two things, but what age do you, you know, the tree isn't full anymore. And she kind of, you know, taken aback. She's like, I guess I don't know. Um, so then that gave me, you know, this year, I'm still good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> still I still got some things coming. I assume I'm still, I don't have a real full-time job, just a student. I, I assume I'm still good for this year, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I'm in a fortunate position because I have two younger sisters that are still in the house. You're right, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I can, like, kind of ride their coattails for a little because I can't imagine a Christmas in which they are getting a ton of shit and I roll up with the bundle of socks. And don't get me wrong, everyone loves a good pair of socks around the holidays when it's getting cold. Cold, but, wool, you yeah. Know, sometimes I like giving them, like, little fun items, right? Exactly. <laughs> and I just, you know, I might kind of pressure my parents into having another kid. You really <laughs> if should. I can ride that out for another think, 25 yeah. years You or think whatever. they're apt for it. <laughs> yeah, which is that might be the main issue roadblocking the way here. But no, mm. that, what I'm asking for for Christmas is nothing like I was five years ago. I'd be like picking out these cool sweatshirts and like, this is so nice. Mm -hmm. uh, I think now I told my mom, uh, what am I going to need for my apartment next year? That's exactly somewhere. what I did. I asked for a nice set of kitchen knives and yeah. pans because I own nothing in my house right now, so a little scary moving out. Uh, also don't know where I'm going to move after, so that's another scary thing, but that's a whole different different topic on Christmas related. Yeah, yeah. unless you're moving to like, the North Pole. Or oh, yeah, we, in which, Santa's workshop with yeah. all the elves. You know, get gifts there probably for life. Do you think? What do you think they pay? Do you think Santa pays above minimum wage at this workshop? In our current climate, um, you know, he probably can't not pay them. <laughs> what if he? Do you think he's like uh, the Seattle? I think it's like Seattle. It's like fifteen dollars. Yeah, I'm sure. He that seems like an absurd that. amount to pay elves. Well, think of it. Think of it like this. You know, Santa's. He's getting. Toys, you know, he's making them, he's the source and he distributes them, he's not yeah. paying for logistics. Yeah. He's making straight profit from all the well, toys. Where is he getting the money? There. Isn't it out of the kindness of his own heart? No, I think it's uh, mainly from you know, ad revenue. Oh, really? Uh, you see Santa on all these movies, <laughs> all these... Uh, he is a big endorsed uh, Target figure. commercials. Do you wow. think mall Santas have to pay the real Santa each time they resemble his life? It's probably some overarching contract, you know, for every mall Santa, Santa gets 0.02% of, yeah. you know, whatever, the salvation. How do you think, like, elves, elves must have, like, the skill curve over the years of the labor of elves must be insane. <laughs> like, they went from kids getting, like, wooden... I don't Trucks even know. What, what the hell did yeah. kids play with in, like, the 
freaking 50s. Dirt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Tried not to get a disease that would inevitably yeah. polio. Get on, like, you know, a baseball bat, which is just wood. Yeah, and, but, but now, now it's like a PS4. I can't imagine. I mean, yeah. no one, their tiny hands must help with the labor. True. I think they just opened a new uh, microprocessor factory up in Pole. Oh, really? Yeah. What about automation? Yeah. Is automation going to come for the jobs of the elves? <sighs> I know that's been on their mind a lot, but I don't know if <laughs> Santa's a little old. He's a little old style. I think he believes in you know yeah. good hard labor, mm -hmm. making you making you a man, you know. And not that there aren't women elves. Well, of course, there's elfettes. I think elf is the, yes. the proper nomenclature for the female elf. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, we'll we'll have to fact check on that one, <laughs> but uh, yeah, elfette sounds right for now. Um, so I guess what we're kind of getting. What I've got out of this is that Christmas isn't the same as it used to be. Mm -hmm. um, definitely not. Kids are a lot different. Yeah, I don't think they even go outside anymore. Do you do you think we're gonna see? I, I feel like every year there's been a there's always a push to you know the keep Christ in Christmas thing because at this point it's almost essentially a capitalist holiday and I'm not trying to sit here and bash capitalism because I love getting fucking shit for Christmas who doesn't yeah, like yeah, my man. iPhone's pretty pretty tight yeah um, but I could use that new one <laughs> yeah exactly um, yeah it's getting a little slow that uh, planned appreciation is coming back to bite me but yeah I hard to say <laughs> it's hard to say and I think I mean without being a kid again we will never know um, we'll have to get a panel. We'll go do yeah. a fo focus group, I think. Yeah, maybe we'll bring you know, five, six-year-old on, on the show next week. Say, what, what do you want for Christmas? Yeah, we'll give them some beer, though. Get their yeah. ideas freely. <laughs> Gotta get the review at the end. <laughs> yeah, get well, we need a third-party opinion. We might be too biased. That's true. We like. um, um, all right, well, moving on to our next topic, kind of, you know, completely opposite end of the spectrum here. Okay. The Black Plague. Yeah. I mean, there's still lots of Christmas cheer within the Black Plague, yeah, of course. True, I mean, you is. can't have the holidays without the plague. Is that's, it? that's, I think, <laughs> who said that? Uh, I think it was Thomas Jefferson, actually. Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it might have been in the movie Woody Elf. Guthrie? Yeah. Oh, uh, it could have been. <laughs> but I don't it's know. a distinct possibility. Yeah, but uh, some know it. Uh, black Plague, Bubonic Plague, uh, Pneumonic Plague, oh, yeah. and, you know, those who like progression. Um, it's been coming back. You know, it was, you hear about Europe, the rats, you know, everyone died. But uh, just recently, a few, a few folks have been getting the bubonic plague. Um, let me check my records here, but I think 2015, there was a death in Colorado, uh, but most recently in China, uh, the Black Plague made made headlines around the world for causing two deaths. So is this the same rats? It, are rats causing this one, or is it from a different source at this point? Yeah, so the thing about the, the Black Plague is uh, it can go through any infected animal. It just happened to be you know, rats back then. Um, in China, I do believe it was some, you know, some native species that they were hunting and they ate, and uh, you know, boom, 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 bubonic plague. Uh, so, kind of scary. I thought it was, you know, an article from, you know, some satire journalism or something. But no, you open it up and it's, it's real. You know what I wouldn't mind seeing, though? You know, the bubonic plague is scary and all, but I think we can all agree that we'd like to see a, an emergence in plague doctors again. Oh, okay, don't get me started. I love plague doctors. I remember I used to 
play Assassin's Creed 2 oh, when I was the classic. fascinated with those guys. Uh, I think that could really go along and actually fix uh, the modern medicine crisis. I mean, I can't imagine a plague doctor is charging as much as a modern doctor. I, I think they oh, live outside, no. and they, all they have is their wooden cart. There's no fancy MRI machine. He's not living in a loft in New York City. No, of course not. What is he doing? Like, what do they like? Stick leeches on you, and that's Something, like I, that yeah. seemed like their only cure. I, I mean, I'm sure they had a few, you know, ling-ding little remedies they mixed up in their cauldron. Some stuff, tonic water. You gotta have some to tonic water was the ultimate cure. And now it's like one of the top ways to get drunk, which is yeah. an interesting thing. Yeah. Also a cure in, in a way, a different kind of, an emotional cure of sorts. Interesting how that... <laughs> you know, if I got the bubonic plague, I think I'd mix a very strong vodka tonic right away just to get cope with the news. Yeah. Um... Well, luckily though, back in back in the plague doctor era, you know they weren't carrying around a little satchel full of antibiotics. <laughs> now we do have those. Um, can antibiotics treat? It's not a. This isn't an infection or a virus. If if it's caught early enough, antibiotics can return a person back to health from okay, from the bubonic plague. Um, Still not really that cool, you know, going into the doctor, getting diagnosed, and just, you know, go home, take Imagine, these. like, in, what, I don't even know, like, 1400s, 15, when was it big? I'm going to just say 1400s. That's no We're not history no. majors. No, of course not. Um, we got a buddy, though. We'll have to get him in, yeah. in one of these Bring weeks. One of these. Yeah, but um, just imagine, in the 1400s, what, what are you thinking? Like, everyone is dying? Do you just think it's, like, some act of God, or... Uh, what the hell do you think's going on? That's just amazing to me. One, I'd probably fucking move. I, I mean, I guess they probably don't have you know. Well, world, I don't think world news or they're like, yeah. oh, this isn't happening over there. This is just here. But I'd, I'd probably you know lock Can myself. Can they move? Like, did one? Was like, was it like during the time when there was like serfs and like peasants and stuff, or was it when they had like established? Because that's what I'm wondering. I, I. I don't know. It's because I think a lot of people were forced to stay in their respective areas because the the king's guard would like knock them down and put them back in their house. Yeah, and respond. it also like offer a source of protection from them from the harsher elements of the world and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's like today if I feel sick, I can just take ibuprofen, and usually like. 90% of my illness-related symptoms will go away, unless I'm, like, really actually yeah, sick. Drink, drink, like, a cup of tea, dissolve an aspirin or something, and there <laughs> what, we go. What do you think would happen if uh, we went on the streets in the 1400s and started uh, peddling aspirin to the people? Probably get killed by the plague doctor. Uh, accused of witchcraft at the yeah, very sure. least. I think, you know, that's just kind of like pharma today. You, know, you got one company coming in, they're all fighting, and you come in and on the stomping grounds of a plague doctor with aspirin, holy shit. Yeah, we're gonna get some uh, court trials because they're running up the price of uh, medieval inhalers and, and if stuff. If we make it to court before getting knocked yeah, out. Yeah, did they have court back then? Hmm. Another good question, interesting question. Um, <laughs> Maybe we should have researched the 1400s a little more before yeah. we dived into plague. Like, I mean, plague's a good, good topic to talk about. I think it's all about increasing awareness because I, w I wouldn't be looking out for it if I wouldn't have read these articles. No, but how so, do you look out for it? Like, just not get bit by rats or whatever I'll weird... Stay away from rats, probably. For sure. I mean, I'm... Dead animals? As a rat enthusiast, that's going to be really, really hard for me to do. I just... Yeah. 
Rat enthusiast. What does that entail? What do you do? I just, you, do? you know, just um, me and the rats uh, hang out a lot. And okay, okay. Share cheese. I think so, so, yeah, you are not looking, you know, good for not That's getting like, But then if, if I'm around you and we hang out and I have the plague, then... You're probably not looking good either. So That's maybe true. I should stop hanging out with those rats so much. Yeah, I would prefer if they had a rat, <laughs> a little rat get together. It's really, you know what's really fucked up? People that have pet rats. They're always very, very odd people. I mean, I, I feel like it's, yeah. There could be some normal ones I haven't Sorry met one if yet. you're a listener yeah. and you have a pet rat. Um, you're just fucked up. That's, yeah, we decided right here. It's not like right we're here. fucking, you know, pro no rats, but we're pretty, you know... Don't, don't get a fucking Yeah, yeah, I, I would prefer if no one had one. But not as fucked up as a pet snake, which is... Oh, I actually have a really a good story. A lot of times I feel like they have both. But that's... Isn't that a conflict of interest because the snake eats the rat? They're probably sadists. Oh, yeah. That'd be fucked up to buy a bunch of pets and watch them eat each other. Like a little pet gladiator ring. Yeah. I have a two Michael fuck, Vick type I have shit. actually a two fucked up pet snake stories that I, I thought of that I kind of want to... I'm gonna share it right Let's now. Let's dive into them. Yeah, so uh, my friend, when I was a kid, had a pet snake in his room, which was in the family's basement, and half of their basement was unfinished. So one day we are at his house, and he's like, wait. Wait, this... just quick interjection. Were these snakes loose? Would they be like slithering around? Or no, they're in the cage. They're in the cage okay. for the most part, unless he took them out of the cage. Okay. Um, my second story has a twist because it was a free-range snake, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, so we, we get back to his house, and I don't even know what the hell we were doing. Some, like, laser tagging, whatever you do when you're a kid. Um, we get back to his house, and he's like, where the heck is my snake? And it just gone, out of the cage. I, I don't know what it did. There was a brick on top of the cage door. I don't know how the hell it would have pushed the brick aside and gotten out, but uh, it was out, and uh, to this day, they never found it. Never found a snake. No, but that would terrify. I'm terrified of snakes. I like. It could still be living in their couch, presumably. That's a a fucked up thought. Oh, that reminds me. I read this story a few few weeks ago. There was a. Oh, actually, I don't know if I read this story. If it was someone I knew, Uh, but you know, those pull out, you know, couches with the the mattress. It comes out. You can sleep on them, and you'll be very uncomfortable in the morning. Um, Yeah, their their cat. They couldn't find it for you know a few few days. Like, what the fuck? And turns out their their living room starts smelling. Oh no. They had closed their own cat into the pull-out mattress when they were putting it away. Killed it. That's tragic. <clears throat> then spent the next few days just you know searching for this cat that but they, they were had probably killed. sitting on. The cat step by. Yeah, yeah, after a long day of searching, they come home, watch a movie on top of their cat. What an ironic twist. Yeah. Right? Just horrible. Yeah, but I mean, they have to dig through my text messages. Or yeah, I'm Googling. curious to know if you read that or yeah. if someone you know happened to them. I know. I, yeah. Anyhow. I hope it's not someone I know. Any, my second snake story is that um, this is not a personal experience, but my English teacher told it to me. One time he was at his friend's house, and his friend had a free-range, no cage, no nothing, just free-range, roamed around the house, a python, big, big fucking snake. Free-range. But he didn't tell my English teacher, the the man with the snake did not tell my English teacher that there was a free-range snake in the house. So 
the guy's sitting on the couch just minding his own business and the snake starts wrapping itself around his foot so he stomps on its head and crushes his skull and then the snake owner comes back into the room and is just crying because he accidentally killed his beloved free-range snake. Can you imagine? You, you invite me over here and your dog comes up to me and I just stomp Well, it. I think it's a little different. I, I think, know, but like to, know. To, the, to the guy the yeah, snake. Yeah, I know, but pet. it's just fucked up. That, like, what in your life promotes you to want to have a pet snake? They're not loving. They can't cuddle you. They're not even warm. Like... Most of the time, unless you're a real freak who lets it be free range, it just sits in a kit. What like why yeah, would like you feed it mice or whatever you feed? Yeah, snakes. how much does that freaking cost? You gotta order all these mice online and yeah, shit. I didn't, dude. I I don't know what. Let's let's go back in the life of a snake owner. Okay. <laughs> and at what point do you think you know something happened to them? They read something that's. You know, scarred them so much that they later, five, ten years down the road, said, "I'm buying a pet snake." What do you think? What kind of situation? Is it just like a personality type? I wonder if it's like, I'm just like a little edgy, a little different. I just don't want a dog. I want untraditional pet. Like, it just, it, like, I don't know. I, I, I understand like getting a turtle or an aquarium, even though it's kind of the same thing. Maybe this is just my prejudice against snakes, but I feel like a snake is an especially fucked up pet to have. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's also more scary than a turtle. Well, like, if you have a big enough snake, what if it just starts wrapping its, and it's free range? What if it just starts wrapping itself around you at night? I it's guess, a terrifying you know, It just crushes you. I'd keep a machete or something by my bed and turn, you know, the free range snake <laughs> into a little free range organic snake meat. Yeah. And you, you can charge more like for chicken. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Whole Foods, you saw that? Well, it lived a good life. And that's a lot of, a big trend in the beef industry. And yeah. the ch chicken, I guess, too, is knowing how good of a life the food you're eating had, which, yeah. you know, I... Maybe I agree with that. Maybe. Yeah. How, how happy was it until you kill it? Yeah, I know. I mean, it um, dies anyway, right? Yeah, and I... I mean, how many years off are we from them just making, like, test tube meat? We can't be that far. Can't be that far. But I will... I, it might just be me, but I think organic meat tastes better. It's probably just... No, I do. Organic I agree. Package. I mean, yeah, it's probably a bit of a placebo, but... I mean, if you think about... Like, I think it's more than just the name. If you think about like a, a really shitty cattle farm where the cows are just all put together and think about how many diseases could spread between them and how they must be getting like pumped with antibiotics to live and stuff and whatever other growth hormones. I, it just makes sense that something organic would just be a little fresher, I'd say. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'd, I'd like to you know, live a day in the life of an organic cow. See <laughs> I mean, how great it really yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> Um, sure, I'm sure it's better. It's, it has to be better. The meat tastes better. Um, you know, that brings me actually good, good little transition. Talking about the snakes, the be killers. Animals, you know, they, they're killers. They hunt, um, humans hunt. There is a pretty unorthodox way and don't get me wrong, it's sick to hunt, you know, Falconry. Have you heard a lot about falconry? I, you know, is that, if I'm correct, is that when you own a, a pet falcon? Yes, yeah, yeah. So, but it, it's not a pet, you know. Okay, okay. It's a, it's a trained hunter. Um, so, so is the purpose to, like, 
get it to hunt the food for you or is it just hunting food for itself? Like what's the biggest animal a falcon can feasibly get? Yeah, so that, that's one thing that, you know, I, when I was little I read some books that had falconry in them. Um, in my side of the mountain, you can look it up. Gene Craighead George is the author. Um, but I, I didn't know, you know, what in this current day and age the need for it was. Because like you said, how big of an animal can a falcon really kill? And they're, this it kind of led me down a little you know, Google search hole about falconry and do I want to get into it. <laughs> um, most of the time when you're starting out, you're going to have a falcon that's about the size you can kill little rabbits, stuff like that. And you're not, I mean, who the fuck goes home and cooks up a rabbit for dinner? Well, this doesn't seem like a lot of meat, especially if you've got a family to feed or even yeah. like, wouldn't you... You probably need like three rabbits to feed one human for, for like one dinner. Right? Yeah, I guess, you know, like a successful outing with your falcon could land you a good you know, meal for your family. Um, but then it's just so much work, you know. The, to, so I learned to become a, a falconer, you have to first you know, go through an apprenticeship. It's almost like becoming like a wizard or something. Um, is it like an online course? Is there like no, a University no, of Phoenix falconry course? It's more one of those like, you know, backdoor, like, you know, you got to go to your local falconing club, kind of poke around. How many falconing clubs are Is there one near us? There's one, yeah, a few, uh, you know, 20, 25 miles out. Really? Yeah. Is that a pretty standard thing for a city to have? I think it's probably mostly near capital cities. You okay. probably find your local falcon club. Um, but yeah, you gotta you know you gotta find your way in, get your foot in the door, and see if someone wants to you know take you under their wing, a master falconer, and uh, let you be their apprentice for two years. That's a long time. Two years, yeah. So do you buy the falcon, or do you just go out in the wild and like smear yourself with like dead rabbits and hope the falcon just be friends? No, I, there's I, another thing I looked up. Yeah, you can buy them. There's people that sell them. Um, but a more common way, and I can think kind of the preferred way is to you know, take them from the nest really? when they're babies. Yeah, Isn't that kind of fucked up, though? Or yeah, oh, mean, it seems fucked up, yeah. The like, falcon probably lives a pretty good life, though. It's Yeah, yeah, but then, you know, there's so much that goes into it. you got to build in their house, get it approved by the what DNR. If it really? The DNR. Yeah, the DNR has to check out your, your muse, is what they call a falcon's house. Uh, you build in, like, your backyard or something. How big is a typical falcon home? What what, um, what kind of amenities does it have? Hot tub, for sure. Oh, well, yeah, you got to keep no. the falcon warm in the winter. Yeah, no, I think it's normally, you know, not big enough for them to fly around in. Okay, you know, we wouldn't expect that. Um, but there's also, you know, you got to have side compartments where you weigh up their food and give it to them and all this stuff. It's, it's such a process just to, you know, how easy is it to buy a gun? No, pretty easy. Pretty I think, easy, yeah. I mean, I've never bought a gun, but I, sure. We could go do it right now. Yeah, I think there's some restrictions on certain type of gun. I think it's harder <coughs> to get, like, a handgun than a shotgun or a rifle. I, mean, I yeah. could be wrong. But I'm saying, like, we could get in your car, 30 minutes later be back here with some sort of firearm. That could kill a rabbit. Yeah. Um... And that didn't take, you know, a two-year apprenticeship. But it is kind of badass. Yeah, I mean, it's cool you're walking out, you know, on the shores of the lake with your falcon perched <laughs> on your arm. What if it just flies away? Like, you spend, imagine, you spend two years, you take a falcon from its nest, yeah. you're, you train this thing for however many years after your two-year apprenticeship, 
and then day one you're trying to hunt with it, flies away and never comes back. Yeah, that's part of it's part of the training process, but also kind of fucked up. You kind of keep these falcons, you know, from how I understood it, on the brink of starvation. Oh, wow. Um, and you feed them, like, you know, you weigh it out, 102 grams. You feed them this much. So when you take them out, they're hungry. But they've always relied on you for their food. So when they kill a rabbit or whatever, they expect you to come get it and feed it to Why them. Why is this even allowed? Is what I'm wondering. Like, you can't question. even have, like, I don't even think it's legal to have, like, a pet raccoon. Yeah, I don't think so either, but, you know, you can train a killer falcon. It just seems, fuck that, like, how, is the falcon population that big? Like, are falcons in any risk of being endangered or anything? It just seems, are falcons even native to, where are they? Are they everywhere? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I think they're yeah, pretty far yeah, they've got a big, big area that they occupy, depending on the species. But yeah, I think I don't think falcons are, you know, going going extinct anytime soon. Um, let alone, I think the the falconer might go extinct sooner if he just relies on the food he hunts with his falcon. <laughs> no, that's a good honest. point. And, and this seems a bit like a lost art. In, yeah, in and opinion. I think that's what it is. I um, can't imagine many young people to circle completely back. I don't think many young people really. Uh, are looking to, to get into falconry school, I guess is what you yeah, call it. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of young folks asking for, you know, falconing gloves for Christmas. <laughs> now, that would be a hot holiday item. That's yeah. a sellout one. That's like when the Wii came out in 2000. Yeah. Two like, days, they're gone. Oh, yeah, the you're, there's people fighting in the parking lot for yeah. the falconing gloves. It's a tough world out there. It I mean. is, especially for a falconer. Yeah. Um, one of the hardest jobs. I would say, yeah, but like, how many falcons do you think they get? They go hunting and get a rabbit. They come home and drive to their festival foods right down yeah. the street and just get a real meal. Yeah, I mean, w w does the falcon get any of the food it hunts? No, but you gotta feed it when it gets home, so it feels like it did a good job. That's, yeah, that seems unfair. It's like you're classically conditioning a bird of prey. Like, <laughs> a a real shitty wild animal. <laughs> is that the main purpose is not hobby, but for hunting? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's also a hobby. Well, yeah, people I mean, hunting do it, they like it, but you don't do anything else with it. You don't, like, you know, play... Like, I don't even think you could have... I can't even imagine you'd have a full-time job and be able to maintain a living falcon. I know. It seems like you choose one or the other somewhere yeah. down the road. That might be one of the stipulations of your apprenticeship. No employment allowed during <laughs> those two years. you got to dedicate yourself. Which at that point, you'd probably be pretty, you know, hard up for some... Well, then the, why don't you train the falcon to, like, go steal dollar bills from people's wallets? It could, like, grab wallets, I'd imagine. Yeah, but I, there's no, you know, there's no, nothing in it for him. You probably could, but it might be a little tougher than, you know, training him to get food that they naturally want. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I overthought that. I'm not the Falcon yeah, the yeah, expert here. I, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but <laughs> you seem to have yeah, another good bit of requisite. Falcon. I spent a few too many hours so talking what, about it. What sparked this interest, this uh, deep dive of research? I know you said you read that. I think it was when I was watching Game of Thrones in the summer, and it was when you know, uh, spoiler alert, uh, the the crow. You know. Yeah, I've never watched Game of Thrones. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was like the the Raven was in there and I was like, oh my God, I remember that book I read when I was younger, Falcons, he, he was sick. And then I just, you know, Google, Google, Google and went, went into it. So I got a little too much knowledge on falconry residing in this brain, but yeah, the more the merrier, I guess. Um, 
Should we move on to our, uh, our Next, tweet of the yeah, week? I think we've pretty falconed out here. Yeah. Um, tweet of the week. Yes, this is a, a segment that I think we're going to try to make re- recurring. Um, this one's by Elon Musk. A really good tweeter, by the way. Yeah, a awesome. great tweet artist. Um, this says, I always like going south. Somehow it feels like going downhill. I really relate to this one. It resonates deep inside of me. Yeah, deep, deep. <laughs> I honestly think, I mean, most of the traveling I'm doing, where I am going south, I think I am going downhill. Yeah, and it just it feels like it because you know you're going down. I guess. I, I don't even know how to describe that. Well, why is that? Is it because, like, we're so ingrained with, like, oh, I'm going, traveling up to Wisconsin this this week, like... Or just, like, I mean, it's where you're at, you know, where you start, and if you go south, you just feel like you're leaving it. I guess if you go north, you're like, yeah, I guess I'm going up there, and I'll get there. You're going south, you're just like, okay. Well, what about that makes it downhill? I don't know. <laughs> that's and it's, that's why I picked this tweet is just because like I know what he means, but I have no logical way to describe why I feel that way. Yeah, if any of our listeners would like to lend some insight to this one, we're always yeah, open. Uh, we can sort of listen. scientific fucking yeah. Is it, is it something about our? Um, I know. I think our body has a slight mm-hmm. electromagnetic response, so maybe there's like a magnetic field thing. Pulled like, from the north. Maybe there's like a lower lower pressure. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, there's I, a lot to unpack here. There is a lot to unpack. Um, when's the last time you went south? Uh, what What did you? I went home to St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis. Yeah, the other weekend. That was that's south about six hours. It does feel like you're going downhill yeah, for some yeah. reason. I can't really say why. Um, yeah. It's warmer. I don't know if that it's is. It's warmer. Yeah, it is warmer. But, but down, yeah. I, I guess the peaks and mountains are snowy. You get to the bottom, it's warmer or something yeah, but like that. It doesn't that. like hot air rise usually. Mm. Yes. Right. <laughs> but it, yeah, this, this is just one for the ages, I think. You uh, know? Yeah. I, too much to unpack here. Too much. Yeah, Where... What'd you do in St. Louis when you were, when you were down there? Um, I lived on my couch and played a lot of video games. I uh, did some homework too, um, drank, I wouldn't say a considerable amount, but I'd label it as a fair amount. A fair amount of alcohol. Yeah, okay. um, just a fun activity, you know, the whole family can get involved. Uh, Mm-hmm. Especially your, uh, what would you say, 15-year-old sister? Yeah, she loves it. St. Louis, they... <laughs> they started young there. Okay. It's actually, um, yeah, it, one of the lesser-known stereotypes about the city is that the drinking age is actually, like, 12 years old. It's crazy. Oh. Yeah. That would have been great to know, you know, back when I was 12, 13, you know, feeling out of place. <laughs> and just, yeah, I could have made my way down to the local tavern in St. Louis. When did... It... Wasn't Wisconsin like the last state to change from 18 to 21? I think so. Uh, at least they were late in the game. Uh, I think that shows now even here. You can <laughs> still bring your kids to bars if you're an adult. I, yeah, there's my four-year-old. And technically, you could buy him a drink if, if you want him or her. And, you know, that's kind of fucked up. I'm not going to you know, I'm not gonna be 50 and bring my four-year-old. Maybe I would. I don't know. Well, maybe it's just inconvenient to get a sitter or something. He doesn't yeah. have to drink, but... Yeah, it's just that the law allows him to. Yeah, well, yeah. That, I mean, very chill of the law. Like, yeah, the bring... law also 
also allows for like what like four DUIs. Oh yeah, Isn't that yeah. Crazy. You, know, you can really rack up the points on DUIs in Wisconsin without getting you know, that much in trouble. You're gonna pay a little bit. Uh, maybe after like, five, six, or seven, you'll have to blow into something to start mm -hmm. your car. But I'm sure there's ways around that. Sober yeah, friend. Yeah. But I, you'd blow into my car for me, wouldn't you, Tom? Oh, every day. Thank dude, you. I love blowing into cars. Thank you. One of my and favorite activities, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, me too. Um, I actually have, you know, my dad would always do, do that. He's made it like a game when I was little. I thought it was just, you know, this game to start his car. But, <laughs> and I would, That's a fun one. That's a fun family family tradition. And I wait all my t-ball games. You know, Nick, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Don't tell your mom. <laughs> But yeah, that was fun. That's um, a good story. That I, I really like a wholesome story. Yeah, no, a good family, you know, family interactions. Those are the kind of memories that stick with you. Um, way too long. Way too long. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that before, yeah, and yesterday and today. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good. Uh, that's a good one to think about while you're in the shower or right before you go to bed. Those are yeah. the kind of things that usually pop into my head. Yeah, I love uh, both crying in the shower and right before bed. Well, yeah, so. this is the two best places. You're usually alone <laughs> in those situations. It's the fast track to yeah. crying when you think about that family fun. Yeah. All right. Um. So I think that kind of wraps up on our uh, tweet of the week. So I guess we'll we'll get to the main event here in a. Give our review of uh, what we're drinking this week. Um, we got a beer called Madtown Nut Brown. It's by Ale Asylum. Ale, Al, how do you say it? Ale Asylum. Ale yeah. Asylum. Okay. It's a local Madison uh, brewery. Yeah. Um, it road. says it's a, a, a velvety smooth with a rich caramel aroma. You know, I didn't really get that from this beer. I'm going to take another sip. What, what do you think? <sighs> Velvety. I do. Have you ever drank velvet? Have you even licked velvet? Like it wouldn't be very pleasant. No, it would be gross. You have like fuzz all over your tongue. So yeah. I'm gonna say one. It was. It wasn't that bad. It. It wasn't velvet. No, I'm not trying to sit here and trash a nut, no. nut brown, but it does have a weird kind of finish. It's like almost like a. It's like a pumpkin spice finish, but like not enough pumpkin that it's like a pumpkin beer but yeah. just enough that makes I me got, I got that too and I and the nut brown name you know I thought I was going to get some sort of you know nutty you know Nutella type flavor yeah, I mean I'm sure we can find someone out there that says that this is what that is but you know Definitely. overall I, I think I'm not going to Recommend it, but I'm not going to not recommend it. Yeah, I'm not uh, upset we bought it here today yeah, but I mean, I'm we'll, not going to buy it again per se but it wasn't a bad first experience. Yeah, um, if you had to rate it on 10, what would you give it? 10, uh, I would probably give it you know, a 6.2. Yeah, I'd probably go like a 5, 5.4, a little okay. bit on the yeah. spectrum. All right, well, uh, that concludes uh, our first episode. Um, so remember to stay tuned. We're gonna try to do a new episode every week. Um, we're busy, so it might not happen every week, but. We're sure going to try. So I uh, hope you guys tune in next week or whenever the next episode may be. And uh, feel free to send us some feedback, uh, maybe possible topics that you want us to talk about. Um, beer suggestions. Yes, yeah, for sure, beer suggestions. Um, let us know. Thanks.